This week on the show, we've got a little bit of reselling news. I'll update you on my print-on-demand venture, and we've got a very curious flip of the week. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to episode number 186 of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. If this is your first time here, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber and podcaster working out of my home uh, in the very chilly Bat Cave here in the greater Cincinnati area. It's about 20 degrees today and uh, that has lowered the temperature down here quite a bit. So uh, I'll probably keep this one short and sweet so I can get back upstairs. <laughs> uh, into a little bit of heat. But anyway, uh, this is the time of year thankfully, that with all the things going on with our businesses, there's not generally a ton of reselling news. A lot of these bigger, the platforms and whatnot, don't make a lot of changes and announcements during this time of year because this is when we should all just be making money. So it's not a really big news segment this week. Uh, like I said, I'll give you an update on what's going on with my new venture into print on demand. And then we've got a pretty interesting what sold segment with a very curious flip of the week. So let's just get this thing kicked off with the reselling news. News updates. So we're going to start over at Amazon. We talked a couple of weeks ago about Amazon had announced they were going to be doing some layoffs and that the projected number was probably up to 10,000 people. That has now increased. Uh, this article over on Computer World, Amazon layoffs now expected to mount to 20 thousand including top managers layoffs are expected in multiple locations and departments including it and will affect all levels of employees according to sources the article says they plan to lay off as many as 20,000 employees across the company over coming months including distribution center workers which is something i thought they had said they were not going to touch in the initial drop of news Technology staff and corporate executives. This is about twice as many as previously reported as the retail and cloud computing giant retrenches after going on a hiring spree during the pandemic. You may remember we talked about this during the early portion of the pandemic. A lot of these tech companies were on massive, massing hiring binges, uh, and now some of those folks are going to end up losing their jobs. Amazon employees are ranked from level one to level seven and staff at all levels will likely be affected according to sources with direct knowledge of the matter who of course requested anonymity. I would say it's safe to assume that those folks are probably not on the list <laughs> uh, or they probably wouldn't have requested anonymity. They'll, they would have just said, Hey, this is what's going on. The New York times first reported in mid November that Amazon would enact these mass layoffs Citing sources that said as many as 10,000 would be laid off, company managers over the last few days, however, have been told that they should try to identify work performance problems among employees as part of an effort to lay off about 20,000 people, according to those sources. 20,000 employees are the equivalent of about 6% of corporate staff and about 1.3% of Amazon's total 1.5 million strong workforce. So... I don't know necessarily that unless you're an FBA seller that this will have any direct impact on your reselling business, but it is big, big news that Amazon is in a position where they feel like they've got to lay off that many folks. So I will link, of course, to this article and all of the news in the show notes in the description below. So if you want to read more, you can go and do that. Uh, Etsy and their acquisitions, we've talked about this over the last few shows where they're trying to, again, maximize some income. 
was announced this week that Depop Marketplace raises seller payment processing fees. So they're going to put the squeeze on their sellers a little bit. It will cost more to sell on Etsy's Depop Fashion Resale Marketplace in January when it raises payment processing fees. Depop, of course, blames it on the credit card companies increasing the fees they charge to Depop to process said transactions beginning January 5th. 2023, the Depop payments transaction fee for U.S.-based sellers will increase to 3.3% plus 45 cents. Currently, it is 2.9 plus 30. That's kind of the standard, I think, on many platforms. So I don't know that I would be surprised if maybe these fees don't start to increase on some of the other platforms as well. Uh, I know we talked about, a, gosh, it's probably been a couple of months ago now, Bonanza increased they added a transaction fee, even though they don't actually process payments. Uh, PayPal takes care of that for them. So all of these, all these firms are, again, passing along potentially increased costs to us as sellers. We're always getting squeezed. Uh, we talked about, I think, in the last show, USPS rates increasing also in January. And I think in February and in March, there's all kinds of changes coming at USPS as well. So... Uh, Depop said the transaction fee for PayPal transactions will remain at 3.49 plus 49 cents. Of course, that would be true because they don't actually handle that transaction. Depop, uh, if you're not familiar, also charges sellers a 10% commission on sold items. Last month, it introduced, as we talked about, boosted listings where sellers pay 8% on top of the 10% on top of the payment processing fee. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're talking about real money on these deals. Uh, whenever their boosted listings sell, Etsy acquired Depop last year for $1.6 billion. And in September, Etsy's chief product officer became the CEO of Depop. So fees are increasing. If you're a seller on Depop, uh, I guess you've got that to look forward to beginning in January. Over at eBay, this article on e-commerce bites says the 90 day limit on order history may be coming to an end. This would be probably pretty good news for sellers. Sellers are buzzing. As they see signs, eBay will finally make it possible to access orders that they made that are older than 90 days. After requesting access to orders for more than 90 days and requesting a custom date range sort option for countless years, eBay has finally made both changes. A reader emailed them last week, pointing to a thread on the eBay discussion boards. The title, the thread rather, was titled, Finally Two Years of History Now Available on the Orders Page. So two years worth of history. That would be pretty awesome. We can now select a custom date range for displaying order history and access data for the past two years through the Seller Hub orders page. Thank you, eBay, for listening after all these years. Glorious. <laughs> uh, they included a screenshot showing a pull-down menu with the options beyond the default last 90 days. I have not checked this out myself. I don't know if this is widespread or if this is a limited kind of beta rollout that they're testing with some people, but... Uh, it sounds like coming to a seller hub near you, you'll be able to see more data. The screenshot, they note, also showed a message eBay displayed on the page. New increased access to your order history. You can now view orders for the past two years versus the just the past 90 days, giving you access to additional data to complete important tasks. So that's good news uh, for sellers to be able to go back and pull much older data. Uh, there was an interesting thing that happened, and this is not the first time it's happened, but sellers were alarmed uh, over eBay charges after a site-wide billing glitch. Now, last year, my my store seller subscription, I, I'm on the annual plan, and it renews every October. 
And last year, when my subscription renewed in October, I did not get billed for my monthly store subscription in October. But then in November, I got billed twice. I didn't really think anything of it. I assumed it was just a one-time glitch because of my rollover in my store subscription. So I, I didn't really pay that much attention. It happened again this year, but apparently it was a, a part of a much wide, more widespread glitch that took place. Several sellers had asked eBay customer service reps why the company was not charging them commission fees over the past few weeks. The reps supposedly told them they were part of a special promotion and they would not be charged. However, in recent days, those sellers now report eBay is withdrawing money from their accounts for the supposedly waived fees. Many sellers were affected but didn't notice the fact that eBay hadn't taken the fees and were also caught by surprise with these large withdrawals from their accounts in recent days. An eBay moderator did acknowledge the glitch that caused it to delay billing for two sellers for fees that they owed, though they didn't address the fact that it never informed sellers of the problem and the fact it would begin withdrawing large sums from their accounts, nor did they address the fact that eBay's own employees had given some sellers incorrect information. So there's two things here. Number one, as a seller, I've, I've talked about how important accounting is. And I, I look at my billing statements literally every day. I look at what fees are deducted and which ones aren't. And if I think there's a problem, generally I account for that mentally. Like when, when my store subscription did not get charged in October, I didn't assume that I just had a $60 windfall. I just assumed it was going to come later and it did. It was a month later. So I wasn't really hit by a big cash flow issue because I had kind of accounted for that in my head that that was eventually going to catch up to me. Same with all these other fees. If you're not being charged your regular kind of transaction fees and you notice that, I think it's probably dangerous to assume that those fees are not going to eventually come back. And if you spent that money or allocated it in some other way, that could be a problem. The real issue here for me is if eBay reps actually gave sellers who did take the time to call in about this incorrect information and say, oh, yeah, it's a special promotion. The fees are being waived. eBay has done those sorts of things in the past. They've run promotions. I talked about uh, when I did my episode months ago on promoted listings that my first month's worth of promoted listings, I had up to $500 in fees that would be waived. So they do run those kinds of promotions. But to tell folks who called in that fees were being waived and then come back, in this case, weeks later, and charge them for those fees is a real problem for eBay. I don't know what recourse you would have. I suppose if you reached out on chat, where you'll have a chat transcript where you could show that a seller or that a representative from eBay actually said that those fees were going to be waived. You might have some recourse. Other than that, though, it might be a bit messy to try to get that done. Uh, one seller in this article who hadn't noticed until last week said eBay hadn't charged them final value fees from October 1st through November 20th and then started collecting the back fees. Thankfully, it's all caught up now, but it really messed up my cash flow. Had I would have known this, I would have just set the money aside like I used to when we paid monthly. And again, I don't know. Like I said, I check my accounting every day. I make sure the fees are coming out like they're supposed to. If you're not monitoring that, the, the idea that you would go, in this case, 50 or 51 days and not notice that you weren't being charged fees indicates to me that maybe you could be paying a little bit more attention <laughs> uh, to the accounting side, to the business side of your reselling business, because uh, that's a long time to not pay fees. Granted, it's probably a pretty big hardship. 
if you just assume everything is going along smoothly and then all of a sudden uh, eBay hits you with a big number. But if you're monitoring your business, like I feel like you should be, you would know that there was an issue that could come back to get you. On Tuesday, an eBay moderator addressed the reports, writing, this is a known site-wide issue that has a ticket open for it to be resolved. If there are any sellers that are running into final value fees not being charged on items they have sold, they can reach out to customer support here and let them know that you are running into alert 14305. One seller said it appeared eBay hadn't resolved the initial problem. I can already see today's orders not having final value fees taken out, so it looks like the debacle of getting hit with bulk fees all at once will continue until the issue is fixed. I did not, like I said, I look every day. I balance my books every day. I did not have a single instance of this during the time frame where this supposedly took place. So you've got some sellers that are experiencing it, as is the case with many things on eBay. It's not very consistent. Some sellers are having it. Some sellers are not. Another seller said it was one more problem that led to their decreasing faith in eBay's ability to handle the financial activities under managed payments. I would make the argument that, A, that is true, but if you didn't notice it, it also, for me, calls into question your ability to manage the financial piece of your business. Because if you didn't notice this for 50-odd days, you're not paying enough attention. I, you know, I, hate to be, <laughs> I hate to be that guy and go on a rant, but this is not just eBay's fault. If you did not catch this over a 50-day time span, you're not paying close enough attention to what's going on with your business. But that's a rant. Uh, had I not been, I would have made a decision on whether to switch banks or credit card companies, depending on how they handled the situation. This is eBay's mistake and they should fix the problem and absorb the cost out of their own pockets. I, frankly, I disagree with that. You, the transaction still took place. You're still responsible for those fees, whether it's a glitch or not. The only people again, that I might have an, an objection to are the ones that were specifically told that those fees were being waived as part of a promotion. Those folks probably should be entitled to those fees, but people who just missed it, I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, so that's what's going on over there. Uh, let me know in the comments down below if you experience any issues with the eBay final value fee situation. Um, again, I did not, I didn't speak to anyone of the normal kind of resellers I'm in regular contact with that said they had that issue either. But you can let me know in comments what your experience with that was. If you're listening to the podcast, you can, of course, email me at galaxycds at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram at galaxycdsrocks. With all that out of the way, let's get into a really interesting what sold. We're going to start with a little bit of an update. I talked a couple of weeks ago that I had kind of started doing on mostly on Etsy some print on demand. I was designing kind of t-shirts and coffee mugs and that kind of stuff just to see if I could generate a little bit of extra business. And I've, as we all do, I've watched a ton of YouTube videos about this whole, this whole business, how it operates, some of the best practices and that sort of thing. And I saw a lot of print-on-demand businesses who said when they got started with this, they didn't make any sales for weeks and in some cases months before they started seeing once or twice a week sales and then once or twice a day sales and then their business really started to pick up. Uh, my experience has been a little bit different. I, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I sold my first print-on-demand item uh, on the fifth day of actually offering those items. I have sold so far 
I think as of this morning, 10 items already in about two weeks of print on demand. I've made a little over $150 in sales over there. The margins, as we've talked about, were not terrific. They're about 20%, but these are kind of evergreen opportunities, if you will. Once you've created a design and posted it, it just continues to sell theoretically, as long as it's still interesting for people forever with no additional expense or effort on your part. So this is potentially a nice little long-term passive income opportunity. And for me, it's like I said, in, in the space of two weeks and some change, it's already netted up $150 in sales and about $30, $35 in profit. So, which is not a ton of money, but for me, it does show proof of concept that A, there is money to be made in print on demand and B, that I am apparently capable <laughs> of creating designs that people find interesting. One of them that is selling really well. And if, if you've got gamers in your life, I've got this one on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, this guy needs some V-Bucks, a video gaming shirt. This has been very, I've sold, I think, five or six of these already, some for kids, some for adults. So again, it's a pretty interesting opportunity. I'm... I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination, and I've been able to create a couple of things that have sold. Again, the margins are not terrific, but once I had this design up and posted, Printify is who I'm using for my print-on-demand, and they're handling all of the printing and the shipping and everything, and it, it's uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been fun. I've enjoyed kind of doing some of the designs and seeing the response that some of them have gotten uh, of the designs I've put up. I think I've sold five different designs. So it kind of indicates to me that I may be on the right path here for something to supplement my reselling income long term. So I'm pretty excited about that. Let's get into some more traditional and all of that is available, by the way, on my Etsy store. There is a link if you're interested in looking at that in the show notes and the video description below. You can also go to my link tree, which is there, and check out my Etsy store. There are on Etsy, I've got close to 900, maybe a little more than 900 kind of vintage and antique books and 70 odd listings now for this print on demand stuff. This first item this week, a DVD from 2003, Muppets Magic from the Ed Sullivan Show. This was part of a big estate sale DVD buyout that I did. Man, it's probably been close to a year and a half ago. I own these for about 45 cents a piece. This one uh, I had listed for $34.99 or best offer. It's in my current 35% off offering, and it went for $22.74 with free media mail shipping. This next one, uh, a book. This was part of the big book lot that I talk about pretty much every week on this show. So Cost of Goods Sold was less than a nickel. Great Moments in Catholic History from 1998 was written by Edward Lodge Curran. It was on Newman Press. This was in really good shape. Almost looked like brand new. Uh, my mom, uh, as, a, as a former Catholic, would indicate that this was probably a blank book. <laughs> uh, but Great Moments in Catholic History brought $24.99. Plus, media mail shipping on, again, cost of goods sold of less than a nickel. Uh, more religious books, God's Answer to Evolution by Thomas Carey Johnson. This was published in 1924 by the Presbyterian Committee. I had it listed for $29.99 or best offer. I received an offer of $25. It's another sub five cent cost of goods sold item. So I took that offer and shipped this thing on its way. 
another book from that big lot. This was a really interesting, there were, I had a box of kind of old chemistry textbooks. I've talked about on this show before that old textbooks can be pretty interesting. This one is there's adventure in chemistry. It was written by Julian May. It was part of the popular mechanics career book series from 1957. This was in pretty good shape. It had its dust jacket. There was really no damage to the dust jacket, a little bit of wear, a little bit of staining from the years of being stored on a shelf, but otherwise it was in really good shape. I listed this for $34.99 plus shipping. It got a watcher. I sent out my normal 15% off offer to try to entice some activity and sold it for $29.74. So again, if you're inclined to be looking for books as you're out, these two categories can be really, really good. Religion and old textbooks. Over to Etsy. Uh, another religious book, Twice Born Men, A Clinic in Regeneration. This was a hardcover from the Fleming Revell Company, published in 1909. It was a first edition hardcover uh, about, at the time, born-again Christianity. I had it listed for $44.99. It was part of last month's Etsy cyber sale, so it got 20% off. So it sold for, what would that be, $35.99 plus customer-paid shipping. Also from the big lot, a five center. Another book from that same lot. This was a, uh, a biography, a religious biography. Again, Avatar by Jean Adriel, The Life Story of the Perfect Master, Meher Baba. I have no idea who that person is, but this book was fairly rare. It was published in 1947. Mine was not in very good shape. In good shape, this is probably a $100 or $120 book all day, but mine had, you can't see it in this picture if you're watching on YouTube, but there was damage on the spine and the, the pages had writing and highlighting and some notes, so it was not in terrific shape, but it was a special author's edition, so it did have a little bit different cover than some of the others. If you can find this book, and again, at a... At a modestly reasonable price, I would pick it up. Again, it's Avatar by Jean Adriel. This thing sold for $54.99 plus shipping. Over on Mercari, it was another one of those weeks where I did sell something on every platform. This was The History of France from the Earliest Times, Volume 2. I've had this thing for a long, long time. Uh, it was part of my eBay sale at like 35% off and didn't get a buyer. I don't generally run promotions on Mercari. I don't have the time or the desire given the amount of traffic that I get over there. So this was at full price. It sold for $79 with free shipping. Again, as I've talked about previously, I build my shipping costs as any good seller would into the price on uh, over on Mercari so that I can offer free shipping. I do all ship on my own. I don't use Mercari labels except in the cases where it's something that would go out by, say, Priority Mail or UPS, something like that. So this was a really cool old book from, I want to say, the very late 1800s in a leather binding, pretty good size book. I think it weighed about six pounds. So this was pretty stout. I own it for a couple of bucks as part of an estate buyout, and it sold for $79. And now the flip of the week. As I said, it was a very curious one. As you, If you're watching on YouTube, you saw it pop up already. It is a 44-inch tall Jumbo Curious George stuffed monkey. I talked a couple of weeks ago about a big item that I had had tons of watchers and sent out massive, massive amounts of offers on, and nobody bought it because the shipping was so expensive because this is an oversized box. The thing only weighs about seven pounds, but the box is so enormous that shipping is super expensive. 
I picked this thing up. It's, again, it's 44 inches tall, so it is a monstrous stuffed animal, stuffed Curious George. I picked this up at a yard sale about two years ago for $5. It was in absolutely pristine condition. It still had its original tag on it. I asked the person where they had got it, what they had done with it. She was a former teacher. She had bought it for her classroom. She had had it in the classroom, but the kids didn't tear it up. It was almost like brand new. And it, she had $5. I didn't even have to negotiate. It was just marked $5. And I knew it was going to be worth big money. Unfortunately, I did have to wait quite a while. I've had it, like I said, almost two years. But it sold for $129.99 plus about $40 in UPS ground shipping. So that was a really nice sale. I was pretty excited to finally get that. I figured that at Christmas, somebody would go ahead and take the chance on that, even though it was really expensive, and that has finally paid off. So five bucks into $129.99. That is a pretty good way to wrap up this week's show. Uh, I hope everybody is doing well. I hope you all had a terrific uh, first week of the holiday selling season. It was a little better than a normal week around here. But again, a lot of things that were interesting, that big sale, some of the print-on-demand stuff selling, so some proof of concept there for me that there's a long-term opportunity. Lots of bread and butter items and a little bit better than a normal week here at the Galaxy. So all in all, I would say December is off to a pretty reasonable start for my business, and I hope it is for yours as well. With all that being said, if you got something out of this show or enjoyed anything, if you're watching on YouTube, please do me a favor, whack that thumbs up button. If you're not currently a follower of the podcast or a subscriber to the YouTube channel, please consider doing that as well. I've been stuck on 750 subscribers now for quite some time. I've, I've gone to 751 and then it drops back down. So would really like to try to get to a thousand here at some point. So if, if you're a reseller that finds this content useful, that you might, uh, know someone else who might also find it useful or interesting, please feel free <laughs> uh, to share this show with any like-minded uh, folks. Also, uh, thank you so much to the actual podcast listeners, the podcast, the actual audio podcast, past 25,000 listens last week. So I was pretty excited about that to get to that number. It took a little bit longer than I thought. I tried to spur it on. I put a post up on Instagram, I think on Wednesday, that I was like seven away and nothing happened. <laughs> it's It stayed at whatever it was, 24,993 for about two days. And then finally on Friday, jumped over 25,000. So thank you uh, again, as always, to all of you who take a little bit of time out of your day to watch and or listen to my various ramblings. With that being said, have a, ha have a happy, healthy, and safe week. And now, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.